Section 9 of Edmund Dantes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ellery Davidson. Edmund Dantes by Edmund Flagg. Chapter 9 Armand Marast. The journalist who now occupied the editorial chair was seemingly about thirty-five years of age, and one whom the ladies would call a fine-looking man. His stature was about the average, his shoulders broad and his form thick-set. His face was long and thin, his forehead full and capacious, though not high, and was furrowed by thought. His beard, which, like his hair, was black, encircled his chin, and a moustache was suffered to adorn his lip. His dress was black and a plain stock without a collar surrounded his throat. His eyes were large, black and piercing, and the expression of his countenance was contemplative and sad. Such is a hasty lemming of the personal outlines of the first journalist in Paris, the chief editor of the chief organ of the democracy in Europe, Armand Marast of Le National. An air of depression, exhaustion, and regret was upon his face as he sat beside the table, with a pen in his hand and paper before him, in a thoughtful mood, as if planning a leader for his journal, of which but a single line was written. Whatever were his reflections, they were evidently far from pleasant, but the single line traced at the head of the paper indicated the source of his uneasiness. It read, Again the House of Orleans Triumphs. Throwing down his pen, he folded his arms and began hastily pacing the chamber. Again the House of Orleans triumphs, he bitterly exclaimed. Aye, again and again. It is thus forever, and thus forever seems likely to continue. Every measure, however imperative, of the opposition ignominiously fails. Every measure of the government, however infamous, succeeds. And so it has been for twelve years. Ah, what a barren scepter did the three days of thirty place in the hands of the French people. The despotism of a citizen king has been as deadly as that of the restoration, and more insulting. For twelve years his acts have been but a continuous series of infringements upon the rights and insults to the opinions of the men of July. The Republican Party is trampled on. Freedom of the press, electoral reform, rights of labor, restriction of the royal prerogative, reduction of the civil list, all these measures are effectually crushed. The press is fettered, and its conductors are incarcerated. Out of a population of thirty-three millions, but two hundred thousand are electors. Out of four hundred and sixty deputies, one-third hold places under the government, the aggregate of whose salaries would sustain thousands of starving families at their very doors. Paris, despite every struggle of freedom, is, at this hour, a Bastille. The line of fortification is complete. Wherever the eye turns, battlements frown, ordnance protrudes, bayonets bristle. Corruption stalks unblushingly abroad in the highest places, and the frauds of Gisquet all Paris knows are but those of an individual. The civil list, instead of being reduced, is every year enlarged. A citizen king receives forty times the appropriation received by the first consul, while his whole family are quartered on the state. The dotation to the Duke of Orleans on his marriage would have saved from starvation hundreds of thousands whose claim for charity far exceeded his. 
thank god his own personal unpopularity defeated the dotation designed for the duke of nemours but the appanages were not granted because the king's life was attempted by an assassin a citizen king indeed this man cares only for his own he would be allied to every dynasty in europe his policy is unmixed selfishness his love for the people who made him their monarch is swallowed up in love for himself millions have been wrung from the sweat of toil to accomplish a worse than useless conquest thousands of frenchmen have been sacrificed on the burning sands of africa and all for what that a throne might be won for a boy a boy without ability or experience and now the duke of omal is governor-general of algeria while hundreds of brave men are forgotten at these last words which indicated the cause of the present agitation were uttered by the excited journalist a door at the further end of the apartment softly opened and a young man of very low stature and boyish in aspect entered he seemed at a first glance hardly to have attained his majority though actually he was ten years older his face was round yet pale his lips full his brow commanding his eye large dark and thoughtful and his characteristic expression mild and benevolent he wore a dark frock coat buttoned to the chin and a plain black cravat was tied around his neck the journalist was so deeply absorbed in his meditations that for some moments he seemed unaware that he was no longer alone and he might have remained yet longer in that ignorance had not the guest approached and exclaimed algeria the journalist raised his head and hastily turned ah louis is it you he said cordially extending his hand i'm glad you've come but why did i not hear you for two reasons my dear amon said the visitor seating himself in an editorial chair one that i came in by the private entrance and the other that you were too zealously engaged in cursing the recent appointment of the king to hear anything short of a salvo of artillery ah that cursed appointment what next i wonder thank god the old man has no more sons to make governors although he'll never be satisfied till each one of them has a crown on his head by his own right or the right of a wife and what care we whom the boys marry so long as marriage takes them out of france montpensier can find favor in the eyes of the spanish infanta christina's sister and thus balk england be it so yes be it so especially since it can't be helped or prevented but this affair of algeria louis is a very different affair you would say no doubt no doubt as to algeria i have always viewed it as a very costly bauble for france an opera box as the duke of brolier once said rather too expensive for france but then it has been a splendid arena for french valor it has given the rough old bougeot a marshal's baton and has made the gallant lamorcier his sworn foe a general officer thanks to his own intrepid conduct and the court influence of his brother-in-law thiers in the late dispatch appear the names of some new candidates for advancement i perceive you allude to morel and joliet among others i suppose morel has received a regiment and joliet is chef d'escadron espahis luckily for aspirants and thanks to disease and slaughter there is no lack of vacancies the name of morel i have seen before in moniteur but joliet who is he a sort of protege of bougeot tis said he is reported to have enlisted at marseilles and in three years has risen to his present position from the ranks he is of a good family rumour says but suddenly reduced by some calamity he became a soldier 
he must be a brave fellow armand as i said before algeria has been a fine field for the development of military genius my chief objections to french conquests are these they have drained millions from france which should have been devoted to the cause of labor and have tended to dazzle the masses with the glory of achievements of french valor abroad thus while thousands of the young and enterprising have been lured away to fill up the ranks and to seek fame and fortune the minds of those remaining have been withdrawn from their own wrongs oppression and suffering and from efficiently concerting to sustain the measures of their friends for their relief there is not a race in christendom so fond of military glory and achievement as the french dazzled by this the people the masses the people the masses impatiently interrupted the journalist you know me louis for years you have known me well for years have we devoted every energy of heart and soul to the cause of the people and for years ever since we came to man's estate have we been equal sufferers in the same cause sufferers in the cause of the people of france in the cause of man we both doubtless have been but not equal sufferers what have been my sacrifices or sufferings my dear armand compared to yours in that dark hour when armand carrel fell fell by an ignoble bullet in an ignoble cause fell in bitterness and without a hope for liberty in his beloved france i felt impelled to come forward and exert myself for the welfare of my race and endeavor to aid others in filling the gap created by his loss to france to my country did i then though but a boy devote myself france my country for such i feel her to be though i was born in spain and my mother was a corsican since that hour my pen has been dedicated to the cause of the people and the dethronement of the bourgeoisie and the organization of labor as to sacrifice or suffering i have sacrificed only my time and toil at the worst i have not been deemed worthy of suffering even a fine for a newspaper libel and my paper has never been thought worth suppression and what have i accomplished louis asked Marras gloomily my life seems almost a blank with armand carrel you have for fifteen years been the champion of republicanism in france and with you as leaders has all been accomplished that now exists when carrel died on you fell his mantle as editor of la tribune your boldness in charging casimir perrier and marshal soul with connivance in guisquet's scandalous frauds brought upon you fine and imprisonment your boldness and patriotism during the insurrection of the fifth and sixth of june eighteen thirty two once more caused your paper to be stopped and your presses to be sealed in april thirty four your press was again stopped and you with godefroy cavignac were thrown into saint pelagie whence you so gallantly escaped though to become an exile in england again in thirty five you were sentenced to transportation so much for sufferings as to sacrifices why you have been utterly ruined by fines well louis well was the sad answer granting all this my sacrifices and sufferings are only the more bitter from the fact of having been utterly in vain entirely useless you louis have been wiser than i your journal is well named bon Saint. possibly wiser was the reply and possibly less bold but does not discretion sometimes win what boldness would sacrifice in rashly struggling for all we sometimes lose all prudence and perseverance my dear armand are invaluable End of chapter nine